Hey y'all, it is I, Raquilla Dene of RaquillaDene.com, communication stylist and encouragement extraordinaire. How we doing on this fine Monday? It is fall, the air is crisp, and in about six hours, it'll probably be hot, just like summer. I come to you on the couch fresh off a weekend of being in the house. I had aptly named October, no outside October. I've spent all summer and most of September hanging out, saying yes, going to the places, doing the things, being with the people. And what I didn't account for was the energy that I was expending during my week holding space. So the weekends felt like a great time to be out and with my friends and just enjoying life. And it caught up to me. Um, Maybe you've been there. What I want to talk about today on the couch is the responsibility of holding space. Personally, I didn't realize being an in-person teacher, having high school students the way that I do now, the capacity that creating a safe space was going to take. My students walk into my classes and they're like, oh, Miss Q, we missed you. Oh, Miss Q, this feels like home. I recently did an anonymous survey and I had a student say that you make this class feel like home. Now, hopefully home is not chaotic for them, but I understand. I'm very intentional about creating spaces. I set the tone in my spaces, in my home, in my classroom, in my car, And I'm intentional about that because I want people to feel welcome. I want people to feel seen. I want people to feel heard. I want people to feel safe from myself to my children, to my friends, to my students and so forth. I also happen to be teaching a college course right now called Death, Dying and Grieving Processes. And since I pitched this class a year ago, I knew it was going to be heavy, not because I was going to be heavy but because I knew I was creating a space where people were going to be confronted with the reality of some of the hardest and most painful truths in their lives. We're coming fresh off the back of COVID. Um, I knew it was going to be a lot. I prayed about this class from the time my director said, yes, you can teach it to the time he said it's on the schedule. Y'all being outside after reading and grading some of the assignments that I graded, It felt like, yes, this is the joy. This is the fresh breath I needed. But it, it, I did not take into account that I was still holding space. When we create these spaces for people, we are creating a responsibility. And it's a lot. I'm sure those of you who work in the medical field, you absolutely understand because not everybody recovers. Not everybody gets better. And having to be the person to share that news or having to be the person who has to answer those questions is a lot. Fellow teachers, you know what I mean? Loving on these babies and creating a safe space means they're going to tell you some things that you have to sit with and decide whether or not you report. Or even if it's not serious enough for you to report, just sit with the truth that that is what that that baby is living with. And they may be teenagers, they may be kindergartners, but they're still babies. I'm old enough to be every one of my students' mothers. By a few years, 
And so I see them as my children for that 55 minutes. They're in my class. They are my responsibility. If I were to see them in public, I would still look out for them because they are babies. But when we create these spaces in our hearts and in our minds, that space doesn't go away because we clock out or because we go home or because we're not on shift. And I will just give you an example. So no outside October, I spent the entire weekend at home. I left once on Saturday to go pick up food and it was a bad choice. My nerves were frazzled. It was just more than I could handle after spending a morning listening to John Coltrane and just moving slowly and absorbing the peace that was my house and my own presence. And so Sunday I picked up on grading and this particular week we were talking about community loss, PTSD, how violence and community loss affects us individually and as a community um, and my students, they share their hurts, they share their losses, they share their grief, they open up in ways in my class that they probably don't open up for anyone else. And I take great honor in the fact that they trust me. I am intentional about telling them, thank you for trusting me with this. I appreciate the way that you honor your truth and your people by sharing them with me. And typically I've been pretty good. Now, granted, we are now four weeks in to an 11 week course. But yesterday I hit the wall. I hit my wall yesterday. I had a student submit a seven page journal entry. They have to do journal entries because we talk about very sensitive things and I don't want them to feel like they have to put that before the class in a discussion board. And there's no way that I can test them on this information and still make it applicable in a way that they can receive it well and apply it. So I'm page two and she's recounting the loss of a childhood friend from the age of five to a drug overdose in detail. And then I get to page three where it says, and three days later, and she recounts finding out that another one of her childhood friends who was deployed at the time committed suicide. Hard stop. I hard stop there. I gave her full credit and I walked away from my computer. I immediately left and went out. I took a walk. I treated myself to lunch, had a couple of mimosas. And then I went and laid on the couch of a friend and we laughed and I released. Y'all, we create safe spaces all the time. A lot of times as women, as mothers, as partners, as spouses, as friends, as sisters, We create safe spaces because we want our people to feel that they can be completely human. But we have to be mindful that creating that space takes energy and that we have to counterbalance that energy with things that fill us. Because if we don't, we create an imbalance where instead of just creating space, now we are holding those truths and hurts in ourselves throughout our daily lives as we try to function. And it's a lot. Our entire world is hurting. 
if there is nothing else I have learned, it's that everybody is dealing with something at every moment in life. I currently have 21 college students. If I do quick numbers, 18, 21, 39, 20, I have 50, about 58 to 60 high school students. That's 81 people I am responsible for leading, guiding, instructing, and teaching. 81 people who at any given moment are going to say things to me that are super personal. And I have had to practice not holding it. And it's hard. As a reformed people pleaser, I used to thrive on holding on to things so that I could feel like I was beneficial to people. That's most of my life, even from childhood, as young as I could remember. So being intentional about creating these spaces takes effort. And what do we know about expending energy? If you don't take time to rest, then you don't get to regroup. You cannot pour from an empty cup. We've all heard it. We are not God. You know, he created the miracle for the woman, the widow and her child. She thought that they were about to starve. She was preparing to make their last meal. And the word from the Lord was sit out your vessels. And as she began to pour what she thought was the last of her oil, it continued to flow again and again until every vessel in her home was filled. We are not God. We do not have this extensive overflow that is just going to constantly pour. While the Lord will fill us, we also have to be mindful that we can only hold but so much. And when it feels empty, we need to stop and allow him to fill us back up again. That takes intention. It takes intention with our spouses, our children, our friends, our coworkers, those we serve in ministry with our neighbors, because here's the deal. We are told to love God and then to love neighbor, love our neighbors as ourselves. But just giving and giving and giving is not love. If you give all of you away, that's not love. And then what do you have left? Resentment, exhaustion. When those start to pour out, that's not love. And so I just want to encourage all of us to look at the areas of our life where we create those safe spaces for other people, where we hold space for other people, where we allow ourselves to be open to sit with people in their truths, whatever that truth may be. And then to be mindful, to sit with ourselves, to restore that space, to replenish that space that we've held for those people. That is the responsibility we have when we create them. And I will dare to say, if you don't have the capacity, don't create the space. If you don't have the bandwidth, do not make yourself available because we do ourselves a disservice when we open ourselves up to be everything for everyone and have nothing or little to give back to ourselves. Been there, done that, could probably make the t-shirt and wear it every day in a different color. At this point in my life, at 37.9 years old, I refuse. I will tell people, hold on, 
you're about to say something that I know I can't really handle right now. And I love you. And I want to be there for you. But right now in this way, I cannot. See, I would rather do that than to open myself up to making space for them and then avoid them because now I can't handle what you might add on. Or I am now so heavy that I can't even be available to myself and those closest to me because I am thinking about your hurts and your pains. And yes, the word tells us to cast our care upon him because he careth for us. But sometimes that's easier said than done. And we as humans, we will sit and our minds will wander. And we tend to go back to the things that are hurtful or painful or negative before we go to that which is beautiful and kind and uplifting. Doesn't help that we're surrounded by negative messaging in our world, on social media, on our phones, constantly. The barrage is always there reminding us of trauma and hurt and pain and decimation 24-7. So today, make that space for yourself. And the way that I've chosen to do it is in little ways. See, I don't really get on social media a whole lot. I I can't tell you the last time I was really on Facebook. If my friends want me to see something, they have to text me and say, go look or send me the direct link. And they know this about me and they will. I get on Instagram and I stay on Instagram because every three or four Sundays, I'll decide, you know, I want to post something to live in this space. I put little things in my stories because for 24 hours, it's fun to have them sit there, share them with the world, things that were interesting to me or that made me feel good. But I really keep my Instagram account because my DMs are perfection. See, my people will send me things that are funny all the time. And most people are like, I don't get on my phone first thing in the morning. That's great. I don't get on my phone to scroll and do all those things. But what I will do is wake up, thank God for another day, stretch my body and open my DMs because that is where laughter lives. And for me in this season, I go back to the scripture that says laughter does the heart good like a medicine. So if I can take allergy medicine for my sniffles, if I can take cough medicine for a cold, if I can take Tylenol for a headache, why not be intentional? See, a lot of times in society, we take medicine to deal with a symptom instead of doing the preventative work to not have to go through all of those other things. Let's boost the immune system. Let's eat well so our bodies can be healthy and function to to stave off some of these illnesses or diseases, right? That's how I tend to myself emotionally and internally. Instead of getting to a place where I'm empty and having to build myself back up, mm -mm. preventative maintenance for me is laughter. And I wake up most mornings laughing almost to tears because, first of all, my people have quality material that they send, right? But then I'm sharing it with other people because this friend may have sent it, but this friend doesn't know them or my little sister has never met them. And so we are sharing laughter and Just moments of being present with whatever it is we're looking at. And when you laugh, there's a release, kind of like crying. That's how I make space for myself. I pitched the class that I teach to my college students. I asked to teach it. I 
purposefully took on the responsibility of creating this safe space. So I am just as intentionally creating space for myself as a release. I accepted the job to stand before all of these high school students and help prepare them for their next level. And so I intentionally create space in my classrooms for laughter with my students. We laugh a lot, a lot. And I tell them why. I tell them why we take those breaks to laugh, why I will tell them silly jokes. Friday was a heavy day for a lot of my kids. So I told them a joke and I'm going to share it with you. I asked them the difference between a sock and a camera. Now, I always have to pause and say, before you answer, just know it's a school appropriate answer. So don't just be out here saying something wild. And they've gotten better <laughs> because you, I don't even know if you can imagine the things that 17 and 18 year olds throw out. I got a few 16 year olds in there, too. But when they couldn't figure it out and I was pre-laughing in tears and I said the punchline, which is one takes five toes and one takes photos. They weren't laughing because my joke was funny. They laughed because I was in tears, red faced, bent over, laughing like I had never heard that joke before. And one of my students who spent the first week basically ignoring me with AirPods in, looked up and said, Miss Q, that's not even that funny. But because it's so funny to you, I can't help but to laugh. You make it funny. Just as intentional as we are about being serious about grades or life or whatever it is, let's be that intentional about choosing laughter and joy. It truly does uplift the heart and the spirit. And sometimes, as much as we need to cry or release, we need to laugh. And when we laugh genuinely and fully from our guts, we give other people the permission to engage in that with us. And oh, what a joy that is. So my friends, as we approach this fine week, find a reason to laugh. If it's getting on the internet and Googling little things, do it. If it's looking at funny videos of animals, do it. Because this life is short and it's precious and it's fleeting. And all we can do is enjoy it in the moment. And every day is not full of enjoyment. Some days suck. Some days are hard. Some days are heavy. But if something is funny, it's always funny. And sometimes that laughter is the spark that brightens our light. While it is true that light will drive out darkness, it is also possible for light to be surrounded by darkness and feel compressed. And that is not what we are called to. We are called to let our light so shine before men that it glorifies our father who is in heaven. And so if it takes a laugh or a good snort, because child, when I tell you I snorted, and there is nothing funnier then recognizing that you laughed yourself into a snort in front of a classroom full of children. They will humble you quick, except my children, they love me. So instead of humbling me, they laughed louder. And the joy that came from those babies, that, that lifted my spirits. 
the joy that came from laying on my friend's velvet couch and laughing ourselves to tears lightened my spirit. It lifted my countenance. It removed the heaviness of what was happening, what I had read and seen and felt in the spaces that I created. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for y'all. I'm thankful for this space. And so, in true fashion, I tend to save this joke for the holiday season, but it is impeccable. I leave you with this. What do Santa's helpers learn at school? (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. I always pre-laugh. What do Santa's helpers learn at school? The alphabet, of course. (laughs) 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 Welcome to Life With Me and My Corny Dad Jokes. Mom jokes, whatever kind of jokes. I hope you laughed. I am trying my best to hold this in so that I can wrap this episode because because that one gives me every time. My friends laugh. It is a great responsibility we have in this world to love and to love well, but you deserve joy and laughter along the way. I hope I could give you a taste of that. And until next time, see ya.